Welcome to Death Holler. Do you like scary movies? Welcome to Season 3. Slash or pass. There will be laughter. <laughs> tears. <laughs> tender moments. Jeez. Jeez. My special, special boy. But most of all, screams. <laughs> Remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you have a killer time. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Death, and joining me as always is my co-host, Law Urena. Ready to discuss a few more Ty West films, Urena? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> um, one film is a loving throwback to the grimy slasher films of the late 70s and early 80s. The other is a character study for a lonely but mentally disturbed individual who dreams of stardom. That's right, everyone. After viewing the, to me anyways, wonderful slow burn that is Ty West House of the Devil in our first season, Urena didn't feel the same way, uh, we have decided to discuss his two most recent films. These, of course, are X and Pearl and form two-thirds of a trilogy with Mia Goth as the main star. When Maxine is finally released, we will release a special episode discussing that film and the trilogy as a whole. I didn't realize there was a third in the making. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So take a seat in the old van, put your feet up on the dashboard, and join us for this trip into the twisted minds of Ty West and Mia Goth. Podcast plug, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate it if you could take the time to like, comment, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Helps us get more visibility on podcast listings and helps us grow. Also, consider following us on social media. You can find us on TikTok and Twitter under Death Holler Pod, and we can be found on Instagram and Facebook under Death Holler Podcast. We appreciate everyone who listens and hope you enjoy the show. First up, Pearl from 2022 tagline an extraordinary origin story mm. there's a little bit of a little bit of a pun in that one yeah the x factor yeah uh directed by ty west written by ty west and mia goth she actually had some uh, writing uh responsibilities on this one uh music by tyler bates and tim williams made for a budget of 1 million it made 10.1 million wow so not not too bad. I would say the budget is impressive because that's pretty fucking small. Yeah, it's actually this. We'll get into it when we discover X. Yeah. It's the same exact budget they had for X. So they wow. Made both, they, and the like production value, dollars. I would say, is definitely there. So I don't know. That's that's wild. Okay. Principal players: We have Mia Goth playing Pearl, who is the daydreamer and psychopath of the film. Uh, she's been in. 
tons of things. Uh, ammo with, um, I want to say, uh, oh, the star that was in the Vivich. Um, oh, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Infinity Pool, uh, which is a recent film with her. Very weird movie, but it's made by uh, Cronenberg's son, who's actually, you know, just as into the weird body horror, apparently just like old dad. So it's got a bit of that in it. Uh, she was in Suspiria, the 2018 remake, uh, High Life, A Cure for Wellness, and a movie called Marrowbone. Have you seen any of those, babe? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, a Cure for Wellness. That one's pretty good. Wasn't she yeah, in some movie called uh, Nympho or something like that? Uh, Maybe. I didn't. I mean, like, I didn't focus on a ton of her stuff. Yeah, Nympho. I think she was. Uh, I think it's a Nymphomaniac. I'm not sure. It's uh, it's where she met her husband, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I was getting ready. I didn't know if you knew that, but that's kind. It's just odd that you know I saw that information about the two of them together. They have kids together, and I'm like, and they had a very violent relationship before they got married and had kids too. So that's uh, I'm sure because he was in a bad place for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's only recently started to come out of that. If he has. Uh, Alistair Sewell plays Howard in a short little scene at the end of the movie, at least. Yeah. Uh, who is Pearl's husband, uh, who's off in the trenches fighting in World War One in this movie. Um, he was in a movie called Bad Behavior and the Power of the Dog. He's not been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Tandy Wright plays Ruth, who's Pearl's long-suffering mother. Uh, she was in the Returned TV series. Very creepy TV series, by the way. It's, it's kind of like a zombie-type story, but in a... But not re- it's almost like ghost or something too. Mm-hmm. Like the dead, the lo- the dead loved ones start coming back to town, but like they don't have memories of like you know have being dead at all, and like they they're you know, and then it like slowly gets creepier and creepier throughout the series. Kind of weird. Okay. Have uh, you seen that TV show? The one where uh, they find like a cure for zombies. It doesn't cure them, but it makes them regain consciousness, and they got to be on uh, a, st- a strict medication. I think I know what you're talking about. There's one that's, uh, it's got like a soldier who's returned back from like Iraq or something Correct. like that. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. It's, and they're like treated like second class citizens because they obviously were zombies at one point in time. Yeah. Well, they still are. I, I want to say it's a Euro movie. Something like, I don't know if it's out of the UK. I forgot what it is, but yeah, that one, that's actually a pretty decent hmm. TV show. I'm trying to think of, I thought it was something named something similar to that. Uh, it it might be maybe I'm thinking of something else. There's I, the one that I'm thinking of was a French TV show first, and then they brought it to America and they they changed the name of it. But it's you know it the the first scene of the show that I'm talking about is like just really creepy. Like everybody's sitting there, and at night all of a sudden, like these people just start walking like out of you know like nowhere, uh, like you know, and they start coming home, and it's like you know like they show this little old lady knocking on the door and somebody answers and it's like, grandma, you're dead, you know? And like, she's wanting let in the house. It's kind of creepy, but you know, the one I'm thinking about is something different. So basically there's a zombie outbreak all through Europe and they fight them and they get control over it. Then they build like a, a medication they got to take and it makes them not crazy. But then all the zombies start to kind of, since they have consciousness, they figure out how to re-engineer another type of serum they take and it makes them go full ballistic. And they start like, they start getting everybody who's supposed to be on the medication to take that stuff and have full breakouts. It's a, it's a pretty good sh- zombie show. So the funny thing is, I just googled it. 
the return TV show is exactly what I'm talking about. The return movie is what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it's, hell they're funny. Both under, they're both under the same name. Okay. It, so it was a movie. It wasn't a TV show. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking the one I, the one I was thinking of was a, a TV, but may, maybe I'm wrong then. Yeah, it was it was a TV, or I mean, it was a movie, and then they they might have based it on a, a television show that was previous or something, but and under a different name. But yeah, it was under that as uh, as far as movie title. Uh, let's see, Tandy Wright was also in Love and Monsters, which I know me and Urena really like. So yeah, it has been like that one, I think. Right? I'm trying to remember what that was. It's the one where uh, it was not a zombie outbreak, but like a, a monster outbreak or something. Uh, kaiju is kind of what they are. They're like large, like they're like everything grew, like bugs grew, like uh, to exorbitant size or something, and like they're all over the place now. Yeah, and he uh, he survived like with his dog, and then I he was trying that. to yeah. be in love with that girl, but that wasn't working out. That was good right into the end. <laughs> uh, and then a movie called Nothing Trivial. We have David Cornsweet playing the projectionist, who is a Bohemian War vet and porn enthusiast. David uh, Cornsweet. Yeah, he's going to be the new uh, Superman he for uh, James Gunn. looks like it. Not I in just, this movie, but I looked up pictures of him because I'm like, this guy makes a really good, like, 1920s type character. Has he played others? No, he hasn't, but he sure has, fuck, like, has dressed up as Superman. And I'm like, holy fuck, he looks like a Superman. He looks like a slightly younger version of Henry Cavill. Oh, which yeah. Has made a lot, <clears throat> which has made a lot of people upset. They're like... Why, when you had Henry Cavill, James Gunn, why didn't you just keep him? Why did you have to get like the dollar store brand version of him? But you know, whatever. Is Henry, is Henry Cavill <laughs> upset about it? I thought he was with it. Uh, being kicked out, he's been gracious about it. Okay. I don't. They they jacked him around on that. They told him at first that whenever he starred in like the or in the last few minutes of Black Adam with the Rock, they were told they were going to bring him back. He was going to have a big role again. And then right after that movie literally premiered, uh, James Gunn came in, <clears> him <throat> and Peter Safras, and they were both like, "Yeah, we're rebooting all of DC," and uh, Henry Cavill's out. Like he's the only one that he said was out. That's so, weird. Which is funny. Because, well, Henry Cavill, uh, I, I, very graciously, but he's aging. He's got a gray beard. He's got a lot of salt and pepper hair. And I know you can die over that shit. And he doesn't need a beard to be in Superman. But his beard also hides. He's getting wrinkles. He's, get, he's getting older. They uh, all are getting older. I think he's doing fine after The Witcher. I, yeah, I think he's perfect. <laughs> and I think he was tired of The Witcher. Like, I think he's happy about The Witcher. Oh, that sucks. Because I like that TV he, show. He was happy about The Witcher because he's a big fan of The Witcher. He's like a geek for the actual yeah. source material, and he knew they were fucking it up. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, he's out, like, I'm out. Before it gets, you know. yeah. I don't blame him. I'm not saying, like, he's ugly or old, but it, it happens. You get older, and I think they just wanted to go a different route. And this kid yeah, is definitely going to feel it. That's for sure. That's what they said, and this guy does look like a younger version of him. So if they're trying to scooch back the, you know, the age a little bit, this is the next best guy, I guess. You know. Welcome to how it feels, Henry Cavill, for all the women that have had to been replaced by younger women. <laughs> He's not one of those guys, though, that you're thinking of um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got like a rule: if they're over twenty three, he won't like he, he drops. <laughs> it's twenty five. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> He's got some class. How old is Leonardo DiCaprio now? Almost fifty. Technically, yeah. he he should be eligible for two twenty-five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thinks he should be. Um, 
uh, David Cornsweet has only really been in look both ways. Like, I mean, he's been in, in this, like a couple other things. I guess that's good for him going in to James Gunn's new Superman movie because that gives him like you know like a way to break out and you know be bigger with with what he was showing the projectionist which what he was showing her i thought he was going to be like her husband in x <laughs> plot twist that's not what happened he just wanted to show her titties look how amazing these things are <laughs> and bush yeah, they're they're doing this new thing in, in over in Europe. I think you might like it. You know, oh, I called it right away. Thing. I was like, oh, they're gonna watch porn. Uh, and that's a really nice tie, I think, between the two movies too. Yeah. It's like a you know, it, it kind of hints at what's going on in X. But yeah, uh, M- Matthew Sunderland plays the father who's an invalid that's seen some shit. <laughs> My God, uh, I. It's it's a nice payday when you can sit in a chair and, yeah. and, and not do anything and get paid for it. Just watch me a goth take baths as your daughter. <laughs> Fucking weird. Also, what 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 was wrong with him? What what made him that way? They hinted, and I don't know if this is an actual thing. I've not really researched it. They hinted that he was having um it was like a side effect from having caught the flu. Okay. You know. And the Spanish flu so, was out at this point, so yeah, and that's the backdrop of the movie. So it was that's why her mom was so you know freaked out about like her bringing it in because I guess he'd already suffered like these, you know how they they say long COVID now. Well, he had long flu or whatever you want to call it. Like he was barely a, yeah you know a person at that point. Um, he's been in the movie The Nightingale and The Devil's Rock. Um, and then we have Emma Jenkins Puro playing Mitzi, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed sister-in-law. Um, and I didn't really see it. She'd been in a whole lot, but, um, I guess if, if you're blonde, blonde haired and blue eyed, then, you know, the world's, you know, ready to just hand you whatever you want. That's the point of this movie at least. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, there is going to be rut row warnings for both this and X just so everybody knows. I mean, uh, they're mainly farm animals if people care about that sort of thing, but they, there are animals getting killed in both movies. So, or at least the remains of them. Look at she had to impale that goose to feed her pet alligator, and I am here for it. The, the alligators have to eat too. They are animals, and they deserve to be treated good. And who doesn't she want did. a fucking alligator for a fucking pet? Old Theta that she has out in the swamp. Yeah, next to her house. Which is, by so- the way, a certified good girl. Uh, she's, I've, I've gave her props in both movies, just so you know. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> synopsis. Pearl spends her days on the farm daydreaming about making it big in the movies. Don't what time are. she isn't mutilating animals out of boredom anyways. <laughs> uh, the only kind of germ or the only child of, uh, German immigrant farmers in 1918, she suffers in isolation as her husband is off fighting in the trenches of World War One. Uh, as tensions rise between Pearl and her mother, Pearl becomes more and more desperate to escape and become the starlet she knows she was always meant to be. Alligators get fed, bohemians get pitchforked, and a perfect sister-in-law gets the axe. <laughs> what would you do to achieve your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Body count is a modest five in this movie. Um, they were good kills, we, though. Yeah, th- yeah, they, I mean... When you have less kills, sometimes mm. there's more, I mean, they can more punch to them, you know. 
Uh, we have Mr. Goose, who's killed at the beginning of the movie, stabbed through the pitchfork and then fed to Theta, the alligator. Mm-hmm. We have Ruth, who's burned in a fire and then kicked down some steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the projectionist is stabbed in the chest and uh, mouth with his pitchfork, and then his body was disposed of in a very uh, psycho-esque way in the yeah. swamp. Yeah, uh, Pearl's far- I was going to say, yeah, she phoned that one in. Mm. Just but done <laughs> halfway in the water, which called a day. Yep. <laughs> just leave it sitting in there but that was a th- but that's also a call back to psycho because like the yeah. you know the the car only like half start you know like and then for a second it looks like it's not going to go under norman's freaking out and then it finally goes uh and then pearl's father is smothered to death by pearl with a pillowcase which was the weakest of the kills and it was off screen what the fuck yeah but i mean there was a reason it was off screen because it was like I think it was Ty West saying that that was the one she cared the most about and didn't really want to do. So it was like, you know, maybe her disassociating from that kill as opposed to the others that she was totally there for. Okay. Um, And then Mitzi is stabbed in the back and dismembered by Pearl with an ax. She is chopped several times as she's running away. Yeah. That's like the only slasher moment in the movie is with the ax. It was. And she was and Pearl was moving at a Jason Voorhees pace. It was like one <laughs> Voorhees per second. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. It, it's. I mean, I was watching that too, and I was like, I guess Mitzi could be running a little bit faster, but you know, it's it's how these movies are set up. She you know? wanted to die. Uh, quotes for this movie: Pearl imagining the projectionist face on a scarecrow's body. I'm married. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, Pearl yelling in distress after being rejected. No, I'm a star. Please, I'm a star. Please, somebody help me. Help me. Which is funny. Um, they turned that into a TikTok. I don't know if you see. Yeah, like uh, screaming that I'm a star. There's multiple fucking TikToks of that shit. Uh, Mitzi, please, no. I won't tell anyone. Please, I swear. No, please, I'll do anything you want. Pearl, it's not about what I want anymore, Mitzi. It's about making the best of what I have. Which is a good line because it goes back to what Pearl's mother told yes. her in, in that scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pearl swinging the axe down onto a screaming Mitzi, uh, uh, you know, right after that scene. Uh, we have Ruth saying, I won't suffer for you any longer. If you want to leave, go. But if you fail, and you will fail, I want you to remember what it feels like because that's how I feel every time I look at you. Nearly everything that I had was taken from me, Pearl. What more do you want? Um, that's a hell of a thing to be told by your parent, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily untrue because like I wasn't trying, the mom was a dick, but then I was thinking, fuck, this mom has been through some fucking shit. They're in a country. No one fucking likes them right now. So they're lucky that people aren't coming with the fucking torches and pitchforks to their fucking farm. Uh, her husband is like she said, I, I was supposed to be his wife, not his mother. She's fucking her husband is the only person she probably could talk to. Cannot be talked to now. And yep. clearly she sees something in her daughter, which she says. And, and there's not a lot she can do about it. She's trying to keep it under control. But well, yeah, you know how that turns out. Yeah, she's seen her doing those things in the farm, and she's like, there's something wrong with you, Pearl. Like, I mean, so, I mean, that's the one thing with her husband not there to communicate with. She's, she, she has nobody to, I mean, it's like she can't trust Pearl because she clearly thinks Pearl's a bad seed, which she is, you know. 
uh, Pearl imagining she's speaking to Howard, and this is a long thing, but I cut out like the the portion that made the, the most punch. I never wanted to feel uh, wanted you to feel jealous. It's an awful feeling, like a rot, uh, the way it just twists and turns at your insides. I know that aching so well. I feel it whenever I see others whose lives come easy, because the truth is, I'm not really a good person. Um, that's that monologue between uh, Ruth and the monologue before she gets burned and the monologue that Mia Goth gives at the end of this film are what make this movie for me. Like, I mean, cause they give a lot about those characters and like how they actually, you know, see the world, feel about things and all that. And in particular, whenever she's talking to, you know, about, you know, to Howard, when she's actually talking to Mitzi in front of her, she's just imagining it's Howard. It's, I mean, it, it gives you a lot, it, it feeds into X, obviously, but it gives you a lot of, you know, background for why she's the way she is in X, you know, yeah. because she she's jealous of others. Like, and they, they've got a better life than she does, and and her own tendencies toward, you know, being a serial killer doesn't help the situation at all. Um, and then, uh, obviously, at the end, because it just ha- it's so weird, is whenever she's Howard comes in, sets down his bags. He's just got off, you know, the the bus or the you know the truck with the rest of the you know uh, war vets that's came home with, and uh, comes in, just sees it the most insane carnage ever. Turns around and she's just like Howard, I'm so happy you're home, and then has that smile that, <laughs> which isn't a trivia, but like she actually had to hold that forever. And Ty West would never call, like, cut because he planned on having her hold that through the whole entire credits. Oh, my God. (laughs) So when she's actually crying at one point, it's because her face was hurting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Visually, this movie, the colors in this movie really pop, and Mm -hmm. they they do it for a reason. But, like, they tried... They tried to go back to the old Technicolor look that the old, like, you know... uh, uh, movies of, I guess, like the 40s and 50s had whenever they started putting color into things and, like, really amped it up to make it look, like, special, you know? Yeah, it didn't look like a $1 million budget. Um, I actually like the recreation of the town and stuff, too. It looks like the time period to me. They did a good job of, you know, faking that, you know, yeah. especially con- especially considering this came after X, so they used the same property for Pearl's house, and uh, it's in the trivia, but they actually painted the house up and to make it look and fixed it up to make it look new. Um, after they, you know, did yeah. all the filming that they did previously, so I mean, they did a really good job of scaling it back and making it feel even like the uh, the swamp looked like it was newer, fresher. I mean, I don't know what they did there, but like, I mean, the little oh, swamp yeah. area looked like it was. I mean, it the trees were prettier. It wasn't as overgrown. You know, it was a. It, they did a lot with what they had. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that until now. What do you think, Beb? I think their mom did. Well, the mom did all the work. This tells you like how much effort her mom was putting in. How hardworking Germans were. Just... <laughs> <laughs> to keep the place from looking like a shithole, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you think she had a few, you know, a few Jewish people on her? Uh... <laughs> on her uh well, yeah, I remember it was World War One. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't got to that point yet. Mm. Uh, they were the, getting the there point, though. Uh, 
the the cornfield was a uh, was a pretty nice scene too. It had a you know very distinct look. I, I liked how they uh, made the scarecrow look. Uh, gave me very much uh, Wizard of Oz vibes, which I think oh, that's yeah. what they were going for. Well, especially with the bike and yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I just want to know how they got the thing that looks so human. The scarecrow. Yeah. That was CGI. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> for for that era, how they yeah. get the face to look like that? I don't know. People were creative, maybe. That person they, clearly on that farm cared about what his scarecrow looked like, and that hussy climbed on top of that thing. Which doesn't make any <laughs> sense. If you're rural farmers, the last thing you can do is make sure the face looks realistic like that. Yeah. I don't know. We're also seeing it through the eyes of Mia Goth. Is that what it, like, really looked like? Or, I mean, because it changes. Don't know. That, that is true. I mean, it's, it's we're, we have an unreliable narrator, as they say. So, yeah. I mean, it's like... I mean, we're, if we're seeing everything from her point of view, she just might be psycho enough to, to see it as that. I, I was hoping because, that Scarecrow would look like Harold from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> look like it was a real body that was sacked and put up there. I think, I don't know, They to me, they did a good job of making it seem like the kind of Scarecrow that would have originally been in The Wizard yeah. of Oz. I mean, no. and that's what I think they were going for with the look of it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree uh, with that. I tried to I tried to see like as I was going through the movie the second time just to see if there was any like correlation to Wizard of Oz otherwise. I mean there's the bike obviously, which is the the wicked witch's analog in the real world. Like that's what she rode. But like other than the scarecrow, I like I there wasn't I mean, there wasn't like a cowardly lion type character that I'm aware of. There wasn't a you know, a dog. There and the rest of they didn't like add anything more to it. It was mainly just that. Like I yeah. didn't really see anything else. She had the axe that the Tin Man had, so I guess there's <laughs> that, but that's that's it, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and, uh, well, I guess we should just get in the story portion of it because this kind of fits. I was going to say, seeing all the people walking around with the mask on. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a good correlation between 1918 and 2020, which is around the time this was being filmed, I think. Uh, but the, I don't, I mean, like, you know, there to me, there's there's a big difference in like you know the two, obviously politically and all that. But yeah. like it, it's it, it's it was it was a weird it was just weird seeing that like it it hit in a weird way like that. I guess it wouldn't have if if we hadn't went through that shit. So well, I don't yeah. Know. Well, but you got to remember back then they didn't have the modern medicine we have now. Had morphine because that's what her dad got. Yeah, so, that, that's but, it. I mean, which she's fucking taking in the theater, watching the fucking can can girls. Yeah, just drinking a little bit of it casually. As I don't know that that was theater. a little bit. She took a big old swig. I was like, is she drinking that and then like adding water to it <laughs> to like make it so her dad like when she comes home with a full bottle, her mom doesn't notice what's going on. Which clearly, she didn't. You know. And the fact that that stuff wasn't diluted at all means that she's been hitting that for a while because she had to build up, build up a tolerance yes. that she'd been fucked up over what she just drunk. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it, it was interesting to see the, the parallels between the two time periods and then the, the mother being like so concerned about bringing it inside the house and, you know, how that correlated with things in 2020. So, I mean, yeah. there, was, there was some interesting stuff when it comes to that story-wise. So many references, too, because, like, you, if you think about it, and even not so much politically, but how the views were, like, clearly Pearl didn't care. Like, some people didn't care about how COVID was. They're like, okay, I don't want to wear a mask. 
And then you got the mom that is freaking out. You have the people that were affected by it, and clearly the people that are not being affected by it. But the funny thing was, was when Pearl was when when the projectionist was driving Pearl back to her house, and she sees the guy walking along the street, and she doesn't know if it's her husband or not because he's wearing a mask. And uh, he says, "Do you recognize him?" And she said, "I don't know." And he said, "Well, it's hard to tell with all these masks nowadays." And I'm like, "That was such a." That was that was definitely a thing during COVID. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of that going on in the movie, and it, it and even like in the movie theater, there was like I mean it was I mean it, it was sparse because probably the time of day, but just seeing the people in there and how like cleared out it was, that even you know mimicked how it was yeah. like early COVID it was when they shut the theaters down. Pretty wild. And this film's from 2022. When were they filming it? maybe 2021 yeah so, so it was still I mean, definitely a thing yeah it was still in you know i mean before they decided like okay well i guess we'll let you go back to your lives maybe you know maybe yeah <laughs> uh it was also interesting seeing her walk in the theater and just you know randomly catch like the middle of something because we mentioned this earlier oh, yeah psycho was the movie that changed all that like it used to be whenever you went to a movie theater you just paid the money walked in there and saw whatever was showing on the, the screen at the time like, yeah it, it, there wasn't any set times but psycho and hitchcock in particular was like no this movie to get the full punch has to be shown the person has to see it from beginning to end so you're going to have a definite time and they can't get in until the movie starts yeah so that, not, no leaving that. in the middle of it either <laughs> yeah yeah damn because they, they would just play, like, cartoons and, like, war reels and stuff like that all day long. And you just walked in there, watched it for however long you were going to watch it, and then walked back out. Like, it, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't a thing. That's wild. Uh, One thing I noticed in the movie, and I don't know what you all thought about this, I was trying to figure out the symbolism of the pig. Because the family brings the pig over, and it's like, you know, and they're, they're trying to be nice or, you know, which... it. That actually was a very nice gesture. You think oh, about it. Yeah. They, I mean, in a time period when things were probably like now, very, you know, slim pickings, they slaughtered their own pigs, brought them to family and friends and like, let you know, to, for them to eat. And because of the fear of the, you know, the disease, Spanish flu, her mother leaves it outside. But it seems like, to me, the pig represented Pearl's like own, like, I don't know, wouldn't say psyche, but, or, you know, like her being crazy, but like, her dreams like because she, she's all like bright-eyed thinking she's going to have the world and then as slowly as she gets starts realizing more and more that she's not going to get any of the things she wanted that pig gets more rotten as it goes along yeah. i don't know if, if that was the symbolism but that's what i noticed in the movie um, i think it was more of a symbolism the fact that mom was the one doing everything like i don't think i don't think she was even pulling her weight around the farm or anything her mom was the one carrying all yeah. the grunt Oh, yeah. And Women. the fact that the pig was there for a couple of days and she would walk by it consistently is like. So she was complaining about her life being bad at the same time. She wasn't the one pulling the weight around the house by any metric. It's funny because I took it as, as a symbolism of what was happening on the farm. And I guess that could be in direct correlation to, you know, uh, Pearl herself. But it's like, OK, things are falling apart for literally everyone on that farm. Pearl's. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's like her. I mean, her family literally falls apart. I mean, it's because of her. And I don't disagree with no at all. Like, I mean, she's yeah. not pulling her weight. She's not really helping. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, 
it's everything's just kind of falling apart around Pearl and that, you know, that pig, he makes a point of showing the pig every time something worse happens, you know, it's like, okay, now it's got maggots on it. Now half of it is missing because something ate on it overnight. You know, it's, and at the end when she's full blown crazy, full blown, like, you know, there's no like helping her, you know, like she's, she has no hope of getting into the movies now. Like, or at least, I mean, that's been dashed. She brings the pig in, slaps it on the table, and it's like she's accepting her shitty, rotten life at that point. Yeah. That's kind of what it amounts to. Definitely. And, yeah, it's funny because just like what Noah said, though, whether it's anything that's going on with the farm, like that pig, no one's doing anything about it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just it's sitting there. They're not even like I mean the Bohemian guy when he walks up, he's taking a look at it like what the fuck? Why, oh yeah, he's all weirded out is, by it. Why, why is nobody doing anything about this? It's funny because when Mitzi walks up, she's like, "Is that our pig?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like it because it, it, it like that that you said it was a real nice gesture. I mean that that well Mitzi and them they come from good money, so it was nothing yes. probably nothing to them. But to the rest of us, that'd be like, wow, a whole ass pig, you know? And then, like, she's probably thinking, what the fuck? We gave you this nice ass pig. You just fucking left it out here. Even even if they come from money, that's still, I mean, yeah. you know, you go back to, I mean, and I mean, I know it's a lot way far back, but you go back to b- biblical times. I mean, you know, to give your livestock to someone, you know, God or whoever, that's a big commitment because you put a lot of money and effort in, the, you know, making sure those things were raised. So, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, that there's a, that was a huge gesture. And, and, you know, and, you know, Ruth can say what she wants to about like Pearl is, you know, or about how they're hated because of their, you know, German lineage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ruth did go out of her way to be a cop, you know, to be nice to, or, you know, to her extended, you know, in-laws or either in that scene. Like she could have accepted the pig graciously. She's just like, leave it there. I, you know, I don't want it inside my house. So that's, yeah. I mean, she was, she was bringing on a bit of that herself by, by cutting them off that way. Well, I got a question for both of you because that kind of brings up, uh, did, did, was it explained? I tried to, I don't feel like I got a full explanation and I know Pearl went on that huge monologue, but how did Howard and Pearl end up getting married? There was a, I, I, I wasn't understanding how she, she has a perception of how they got married, but what happened? Like, did he actually, like, see her lover and propose, or was there some kind of negotiation? I think she was just looking for opportunity, and he was looking for a woman. Okay. That's... there. There's a lot of that, but, I mean, I think you've got to also look at Howard from X to get the full picture. He's talking... I don't remember who it is now. Um, I think it's directly to her, mm-hmm. now that I remember it. It's the scene where they're on the bed. Yeah. Maxine, I mean, we're just getting a little head in X, but they're kind of tied together. Uh, him and Pearl sitting on the bed, Maxine's under the bed, and, and she's like, don't you want me anymore? And he's like, I've always thought you were the, the you know, the prettiest woman in the world. So he loved her from the moment he saw her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, or at least that was the way he implies it in X. And, you know, he didn't, he came from money, so he wasn't like her always searching for a dream. He just wanted stability in his life. Yeah, okay. And, and and so he saw, you know, this, to him, this pretty woman, uh, her family had a nice farm, you know, they could live a decent life there. They didn't have to go out and, and, and 
that's not what she wanted, but that's yeah. what he wanted, you know. Okay. The, and and I did catch up, but I wasn't 100%. I, and I also was wondering in the background what maybe his family thought of Pearl and her family. But it, guys, we don't really get into that. But obviously they were nice. They were trying to spread some of the wealth, you know. Yeah. I mean, you get a little hint from Mitzi that, like, you know, they – they they don't look i mean they don't exactly consider pearl and her family equals but they don't yeah. like come right out and you know like you know do anything out of their way to like push them away or anything like yeah. that it's like it's like howard decided to do this we love howard so by extension you're you know your family that's kind of what i got from the yeah. baby at least okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else from the story. The Bohemian guy, of course, they tied that into X. I mean, the porn part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned at the end, you know, the other little connection is you've got, uh, we're looking for someone with X factor. That's what they tell Pearl. Uh, there's the X on the stage that she has to stand on whenever oh, she's yeah. giving, you know, her, her dance routine. Um, there's just, I mean... It's interesting when you watch X because she mentions that she was a dancer for a few years uh, before her her and uh, Howard got married. It's they don't really delve into that in Pearl a little bit. I mean, she mm-hmm. she's got her dance routine, but like there's no hint that before she was trapped. You know, it's it's assumed that her father just recently you know got this way because she's had to stay on the farm to you know to help her mother, or at least that's the way it's it's set up. But you, you really get no hint that Pearl was like had any real chances at being a dancer other than in her mind. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if that in X when she says that if she's that's more make believe and she really and it was only in her mind that she was a dancer. But that's that's you know it's that's the only disconnect I see between the two of them if there is one. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I thought she was just kind of. Delusional. She was Delulu, as the kids like to say. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even see her mom allowing her to be in any kind of dance class, to be honest. Well, I, the way that she explains it in eggs, and that's not how it is in Pearl, she was separate. She was away from her her family uh, for a few years when her and Howard first got married. And then, <clears throat> uh, and then they came back to the farm right uh, around the time or she went back to the farm right around the time that he went to World war one yeah and her dad and you know and i guess her dad was going you know had just gotten sick or whatever okay. so um i guess that time away she you know that's whenever she got the big dreams that she had but like it's you don't really get that from pearl i mean the movie pearl because she's just already in it you know she's there and feels stuck and that sort of thing yeah she probably got to live a little bit more with howard versus on the farm. She probably got to go out to see the fucking moving pictures and shit like that. And what, what do you think about like her cheating on Howard with the, uh, Bohemian guy projectionist? Um, is it because you think that, that Pearl was trying to use him as a stepping stone to her dreams or because she thought Howard was gone because she hadn't heard from him that he had maybe died in the war or do you think or do you think any of that matters I think it was a little bit of everything um she was bored on a farm she's got this fucking wild ass imagination somebody's telling her all the things she wants to hear she hasn't heard from her husband in fucking weeks or months at this point she didn't even know if she's he's alive which her sister-in-law makes a good point to say hey at this point no news is good news because they would have found out if he was dead. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You know, they're trying to make the best of it. They're trying to be like, okay, you know, hey, we haven't heard that he's dead. So there's that. Because people were getting telegrams by the fucking minute that loved ones were dead. You Uh, know? I don't know. I think she was 100% monkey branching. She was looking for the opportunity to get out of that. Yeah, I, I agree, too. She wanted she, It was a little bit of everything. She wanted out. She had all kinds of fucking motives for this. Well, that was the whole reason she was with Howard. It was, it was to get out. To yeah. get out, and then that, he that, bailed, and then she was just looking for the next opportunity to get out. And every yeah, opportunity she, she grabbed failed, from the guy to the dancing. Yeah. That, that's true, because she even mentions that in her monologue. She's like, you were supposed to be my way out of here. She mentions that, speaking to Howard in quotation marks. Yeah. You know, so, and, and he, and there's even that line from Mitzi that Howard could have stayed back and not actually went to war because they had a doctor all willing to say that he was, you know, incapable of, of going to, to war, but like he, uh, you know, he refused to do that. And I don't, I don't know what that says about Howard because like that shows that like he's very, you know, honorable in his own way, but then like he comes back. He sees what Pearl's done, and he stays with her. I don't know. That's a very twisted version of honor. I mean, at that point. Well, do you think like, he uh, wanted to go to war so he could kill? I don't know. I don't know about I, that. I don't get that from him at all. Like, I don't. I, I feel like he fell into that because per, if you go to X, I feel like yeah. Howard fell into killing because that's what Pearl did, and he wanted, and he was. And whatever it took to keep her happy, you know. Well, we really don't point. know much about Howard Pryor. You know to... that video of hot the crazy ratio. <laughs> yeah. The problem is her, she her craziness outpaced her hotness, and he never seen that video. <laughs> well, there weren't a lot of videos back then, and I don't think YouTube existed. I'm just saying, though, on on the scaling chart, she her cra- her hotness was outpacing the craziness. Her craziness was outpacing the hotness. But that's what it is. It's like maybe the craziness made her. Maybe to she him. was a good. Maybe she was a good lay and sunk him in. And he's like hell yeah, and then he got propagandized that war is amazing. We should go fight for another country. But that's how that yeah. works. She was a freak in the sheets because I mean she was in all kinds of stuff. At least according to X. So yeah. there you go. I mean, but the propaganda thing is hardcore because what what's the first thing she sees when she goes into the movie theater? A propaganda yeah, it, piece. Oh yeah, that that's that's the kind of shit they played all the time, though. Yeah, but it that, was but that's it was what I'm really saying. heavy. Like you were talking about too, you can just go in the theater and you can just watch whatever you want to watch. So if all you're making is propaganda pieces, how easy is it to convince a population to do it? So he gets suckered into doing it, and she's like, "Oh my god, I lost all my hope to get out of here." Yeah, it and I mean, like, it's gotta suck because even like when there's. Money available, like Mitzi. Obviously, she's like, Mitzi, you get everything you want. Mitzi probably didn't have to work a fucking day in her life. She just had to sit, be pretty. That's why she couldn't outrun her. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Homegirl was riding a bike into town all the time. Yeah. And working on the farm when her mom really put it on her. Mitzi was just chilling. Yes. And But Mitzi probably got to experience a lot more things. So the chance of Mitzi being bored versus Pearl is a lot slim. Boredom... And it's funny because boredom leads you to discover things and use your imagination. Pearl, unfortunately, used it in the wrong way. But it also probably caused Pearl to discover sexual liberty. You're bored. She probably learned how to fucking pleasure herself, everything. It never came yeah. through in the movie. Well, she learned Really? How she masturbated on a fucking scarecrow. scarecrow. She grinded a cooter <laughs> on a scarecrow. That's not technically her playing with herself. That's kind of like... 
It's using her imagination to get her fucking sexual juices flowing is what I'm saying. Well, I think after meeting the bohemian dude, it it, it ramped it up for... Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Especially seeing that porn movie with him, you know, and, and all yeah. that. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the movies, that's you're right. I didn't think about this. Maybe Pearl was indirectly the responsible for, you know, Howard going to war anyways, because oh. if she was dragging him to the movies, yeah. then that's where he saw the propaganda film so much. And then, I mean, I'm pretty sure the propaganda, I'm pretty sure they, I, I mean, I don't know how the pay was back then. In terms, I don't know if they paid them well or they, well, I guess there was some kind of pension and, and definitely benefits for the spouses. He probably thought this was going to be good for the family. Howard? Howard, yeah. No, I bet he was just doing his patriotic duty. That's that's one hundred percent what I think he was doing. He came from money. He had that farm to look forward to. Whenever you know, like by marrying Pearl, like he was going to get all that stuff, you know, in the in the mix. I think he, that he it's did. a possibility that the family wasn't going to like shell a lot of money for him, though. Like this is what you want. That's fine, but you have to work. No, but it's it's easy to convince convince a young guy to go to war. Oh you yeah, fill their head full of nonsense that it's going to be like something out of a movie, and that's not what it is. Well, I stand by. I think Howard had a little bit of crazy in him too. It worked. I, I bet you after the war you did. Oh, yeah, especially you're, after yeah, war. Yeah, you're on the, the shell shock, man. He's seen some shit. He came home. He saw that. He's a little shocked to see that Pearl's going through it, but he's also been through it, and he's like, oh, okay, she's going through the same shit I was going through. <laughs> she's going to have been fighting battles here. She's seen some shit. And I know, but she's fucking him good. Like, Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of misconfusions swirling around his head. And he's probably happy he don't have to worry. wait for them fucking parents to die now. There is that, you know. Yeah, he became an immediate property owner when he mm-hmm. came back from the war. Yep. Good job, Pearl. <laughs> you did it, babe. I knew we would own land one day. <laughs> <laughs> Without my parents' oh. help. There wasn't a lot of actors in this movie, but what do you think the acting in it? I think the woman who played uh, uh, Pearl's mom and, and Mia Goth herself are both, like, pretty stand out in the movie as far as their acting they have to they have to be because they have to carry the movie but you know um yeah them i think the mom was really good because she really gave off that you know bitchy vibe but then at the same time i felt for her she gave off that eastern block european woman vibe yeah big time i wonder if she, is she actually fucking german or is she no, just playing a role that, that's wow a, that's in the trivia she had to learn how to speak with a german accent like Two or three weeks before the movie started or something. Fucking legit. She reminded me, there's a movie, it's funny, called uh, Like Water for Chocolate. I don't know if you heard of it. It's not oh, definitely yeah. not there's a death. There's a ton of naked girls in that movie. There is. Riding horses. There is one <laughs> naked woman riding one horse. And she does it a couple times. Oh, my God. Anyways. Fuck naked. And the uh, the mom kind of, lo- the, the Mexican mom looks just like this German woman, only the Mexican mom in, like, Water for Chocolate has blonde hair. Because, again, they make us in those colors. Um, she looks like a complete white woman, but she's speaking Spanish the entire time. Um, no, there's no English in that film, so. Uh, the <laughs> I've not seen the movie, so I can't speak to it. Yeah, think of like a church sub version of the Emmanuel series. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> My wife doesn't uh, get that reference; it went right over her head. That's okay. I can Google. <laughs> we'll talk later. Red Shoe Diaries. Showtime used to be like the soft oh, core porn. Red Shoe porn. Diaries. I remember that. Yeah, Showtime was all about when you were a young kid. It's like <clears throat> we're still in cable. We get this. Hell yeah! Oh my god. That before Skinamax really caught on. And yes, the, the that was food. like way back. That was like late 80s. So that, that's impressive <laughs> that she was able to, you know, pull that off. 
Yeah, it was really impressive. I mean, not to take anything away from the dad because, I mean, he had to do all his acting by just basically movements, or not even movements, like just facial, like, yeah. looks. And you like, know what? I, I, okay, run with me for a second <clears throat> on this. What if you were a method actor, okay? Your whole idea is being that character and getting into the role of a character. What happens if you land a character like that? Do you really shit your pants to get the experience and understand what the pain is like? I would. <clears throat> If you're Make Jared me a goth Leto, change your diaper. Oh God! What, if you're a method actor, you Jesus. should you should really do it on set. You got to sell the role because if he really shit his pants, what do you think everybody else around him? They're they're gonna sell that role too. It disappear <laughs> disgust. That's great. Yeah, I, I I can see some method actors doing that, especially they, in that and, movie. And then they, and then they talk but, about it; they're all proud of it. They're like, "I shit myself." Out of any movie that you'd be in, method actor to that extreme, guess what? That seems like the movie that it would be acceptable on that set. I, I think the other actors and actresses would still like hate your guts, like they yeah. both meth, method actors. But they really think about hate think about who she's married to, and how much of a method yeah. actor he is. Just. Do it. Okay, so if we understand that, that wouldn't be out of a, if like I'm pretty sure Shia LaBeouf would go to that extreme. Oh yeah, he would. Especially if he was yeah. directing and producing the movie. Yeah, he probably would. I don't know if Ty West would be cool with that though. He'd probably be like, "Get the fuck off my set." I don't know, man. You might be able. <laughs> Think about it. If you're the actor who has to interact with that person in that state, it really sells a role even more because you know, like, oh my god, I got to clean this shit up again. And then make me a goth clean it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> at, at that point, you're not even acting. It's just reality. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I mean, like, man, you know. she really sold that. Um, okay. So, my standout actor was the projectionist. He was awesome. Yeah. He sold that fucking time I thought, so well. I thought he was going to be, yeah. I thought he was going to be the one that flipped her into turning a psycho. That's what I did. Because she floated the idea of killing her parents, and he's on this weird limbo. You can't tell if he's on board or not on board with it. And then the way he flips his personality, too, from... Yeah, because the crazy hot index went off the yeah. charts. Like, the craziness just overshot the hotness. Yeah. He's like, I gotta go, bitch. I, I, yeah. I thought he stole the show. They had it's they had to get rid of him. She had to kill him because he was going to steal that whole film. <laughs> there was that one moment where, like, uh, which I've got as the dumbest moment, for her at least, uh, where he's like... Um, so what about your dog? You know, what, what's your name of your dog? And she's like, oh, we don't have a dog. And she just said yeah. that's for what was making the sound in the in the basement. And he's just like, that's whenever it flips for him. He's like, I got to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's good meeting you. Uh, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know, what's funny is that most women, well, she was already fucking going off the rocker, but like most women wouldn't just jump into that crazy that quick. She was going to kill him because it was already too late. She had already gone off the she deep end. She was trying to fuck him upstairs with her disabled dad down there and her mom. It's locked up in the basement. Got to get it in where you can fit it in. I know, but that kind of <laughs> shows you he how He doesn't far know that. He just knows the dad. He knows there's a lot of red flags and none yeah. of it's making sense. <laughs> Especially because you got to look to it. She made the comment about killing her parents. Yeah. So that's probably in the back of his head to a degree. And then he shows up and he sees and the, he didn't, the pig. She didn't make the comment because she's like, if they would just die or something like that. Um, it wasn't, I'm going to kill them or I want to kill it them. It was enough or, where it, yeah. it raised his ire. Like, Definitely. Okay, so then you <clears> show up to the property and there's a rotting pig. And you go in, you meet his, her catatonic dad after she went in the house and kind of 
try to hide up whatever, and then there's food on the ground. Listen, and it's just like it's a dog. Do you want to there live on a farm, or do you so want to live in a projection many, fucking office? Yeah, but he's a nomad, so he doesn't really give a shit where he sets up shop. He can stay there for a while. He's just got to deal with a little bit of crazy. Okay, that was a lot of crazy. The pig, <laughs> the stuff with the dad, the food uneaten, and then she takes him upstairs to try to bang him. It's like, your, your, your disabled dad's downstairs. What are we talking about? What's he going to do? Not like she's trying to bang in front this of This is in the 1912s. <laughs> Use perspective of how people operate it. So to him, that was probably way off the fucking rails. Maybe. No, there ain't no maybe to that. <laughs> look at, he, the dude ran a projector. Look how he was dressed. He showed her a film that was illegal. Real illegal. It was art, son of a it bitch. It was art. <laughs> well, that, that pig on the porch was art. It's a re- representation saying, though, of that life. Look how people conducted themselves in the movie. Everybody, doesn't matter what you were doing, was dressed nicely. So he goes to her house. Yeah. Okay. It looks really sketchy. People Even like, as a nomad, too. People yeah. like this don't conduct themselves in the 1912s. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't handle that. I'm, I'm just saying there's a lot of evidence. Howard could handle it. Yeah, he's shell-shocked, and the pussy was good. Well, clearly it was good enough for him, not good enough for the projectionist. See, Howard didn't, wasn't there for the crazy. He was there for the aftermath and the cleanup. So he doesn't know the scale of how much she went off the yeah, rails. Yeah, off the rails to get to where she was at. All he knows is probably they cleaned up and didn't she gave him some fucking... Well, and he knows that goofy. he survived a fucking war. He's seen some shit, and he came home to a woman that's going to understand what the fuck he went through and give him head. Just saying. <laughs> and and we also don't know what she told him about why there's all the dead bodies there either. She might have blamed everything on the projectionist. Could have. Uh, there's, a, there, there's a lot of... Like I was telling my wife when the movie ended, I was like, well, that's ending on a crappy note. There's so much unambiguous <laughs> ending right here. You, you can't really tell. Well, yeah. And spoiler alert, the look on his face, I was like, oh, she's never going to fucking see Howard again. <laughs> Like, the, the way it ended, I thought it was cool because it made it look like he was like, what the fuck is happening here? Well, the thing is, yeah. all our options were spent. Yeah, she she was tied down to Howard at that point. She had to lay in with the one you yeah. know, solution she had. I, I, I really think, in my mind, I really think that she lied to Howard and, and spun it out. I mean, of course... Over time, he obviously, you know, maybe got the truth eventually. And, you know, for whatever reason, like, I guess when his options dried up, he was too old. He started, like, you know, just giving into it because we get into X and it's, he, he's clearly on board with the killing at that point. But um, I think the way that he looks and the way that he would have been at that time period, I think she might have lied and said, oh, well, this guy came in, he killed your sister. Because I don't see Howard forgiving the fact that his sister was killed. I really oh, don't. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. There, had to be, there had to have been a lie there somewhere. Either she, you know, ditched, you know, uh, well, she did. She chopped her up and fed her to the gator. When it came about that Mitzi was missing, she had to have either said, oh, I think that this one guy, sketchy guy in town was the one that did it, or she just outright said, I don't know what happened to her. She was supposed to go on this big, you know, dancing thing. And Well, the family didn't even it, know about the dancing thing because that was a secret. They didn't know where Mitzi was. There, there's so many, like, there's... Like, they, they probably just thought Mitzi ran away. She had a yeah. clear... She had... Yeah, It but, was clear with Mitzi. But the brother knows enough information where he would, he, like, oh, Mitzi's gone and this shit's going on here? Yeah. Come on, like he would have put that together. Hopefully, you know what? You know the thing that doesn't that I can't wrap my head around because it seems super logical that it would have happened. 
He would have got drafted for World War II. Yeah, but he's, he also could have gotten he's, out. He served in World War II. They say it next. He oh. served two, He served in another war because uh, it's mentioned he went to war twice to, okay. when he's speaking to the black guy in that movie. So what would, okay, so let's understand that. So she already went off the rails when he was gone for the first war and, and she had the support of the family. So what happened the second time when he left for a couple of years? Probably still had the support of the family. They don't know what she did or didn't. I know, but do you understand what I'm getting at? There's like a huge section of like, okay, well then what happened in this time period? If she went off the rails this bad with uh, with without mm-hmm. him there, then what would have happened the second time around? Without Definitely the stuff happened. I mean, if you look in the second movie, moving into X, but not officially, uh, there's another fucking car in the swamp. There's a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. I I, I understand. So there's that. more shit. I'm, I'm yeah. just getting at the point. Like, how much would like, it's, if she's that unstable, how could she have held it together when he left the second time? She apparently did. She probably just kept up the same shenanigans. That's probably I, her the, M.O. The, the one thing that I think leads into your answer for that is when she tells Mitzi that one line, I've got to accept what I've, you mm-hmm. know, was in front of me. I think she was at the point she's like, I'm not going to be a star, so I'm just going to, this fucking farm is my, is all I'm ever going to have. And, you know, is, and, and she probably killed a bunch of animals take and maybe people that came about, you know, at the time to you know ease her frustration but i think she was just like all right i'm not going to be the star i wanted to be enough to the point that if they think that the county is there to visit they're like get off our fucking property i know but i'm just saying it the without him there to hold her in check i could see her repeating the first time around that happened yeah she probably did Uh, i know but (laughs) she probably there was probably a few vagrants that will came through around that time that that were Missing. Like that, is she so hell bent on her dreams and it plays it's so aggressive it plays all the way into the, the next movie? Then what would have happened when her husband left the second time? Like you're gonna tell me all she, the an- ambition's gone? It is gone. Like that's the thing. That's that's what X is all about. She hates everybody else who who has the ambition and is actually going to be able to do something with it. Like, cause she gives up at the end of this movie. That's the whole point. Like she's done. Like she, she knows there's no chance at that point and she becomes miserable. And that's the reason when she sees Maxine, she sees literally herself. Cause Maxine, Mia Goth, you know, looks just like her, you know, it's like, she sees someone who, you know, has got everything and is going to become the star she always wanted to be because she had to give up on all that. She's at the point at the end of this movie where she has, where she has resigned herself, like her dreams have died. And I think that's the reason I said that. I think that pig kind of represents yeah. that. Like it's just, you know, she's, I just, it, it's, it's crushed. Something about point. human nature. Like if she was alone on that farm, I got a feeling she would have left. I don't know. There's, it, it doesn't make enough sense for me where she would plant down after, after him leaving a second time. I mean, I agree with that, but like she, I don't think she she had some smarts, but only in her craft, which was killing people, hiding bodies, things like that. But but she wasn't even good at that. She had an alligator that helped her. I know, but dear, <laughs> I think you guys are missing the scope. Dreams never die; they smolder in the background. Yes, and okay. we're not saying they never. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. So. I, I got a feeling the second time around, it would she would have made a push again to try to. No, I don't think that's she would have. I saying. think she had given I don't up. Think the dreams never died in the sense that, that they were completely gone, but she knew that she wasn't going to be able to accept, you know, actually get those dreams, and so it she became resentful. Yeah, I think she resorted to the fact probably more murderous. 
Yeah. I think she resorted to the fact that I can't make the cut or I don't know how to make the cut. I want to, but I don't know how to or I physically can't or whatever. And just like, I'm just going to do this because I'm good at it. You know? I don't know. I can't follow that logic. I can. I understand there's, how easy it is for I'm, women to give up. I know, and Howard's not there to push her on. to follow her hold dreams. On. It's different to give up when there's responsibilities. But she's already proven that she doesn't manage to farm. She doesn't want to have kids. Without those certain pressures and, and anchors down to anchor you where you're at, you're going to go out and pursue stuff. Apparently she's not. I, and that doesn't make any sense from them. somebody that ambitious to just all of a sudden give up. I would understand she had a track record yeah. of not being dedicated to something she had to drive for, but she did. And just because it failed once, people usually just don't give up. She, well, yeah, but she's crazy. She's not you, which running means on all cylinders. You have more of a drive when you're crazy. No, not yeah. always. Yes, you do. What about the crazy bombs we see on the street? Do they have a drive to do what? Sleep on the fucking street? That's different. It's not different. Yes, it is. You're comparing somebody who who was was. Probably grew up in the thing where you got to do shit and get stuff done. And even though her parents probably didn't push her in the right things to get done, bums aren't on that metric at all. Well, no, we have a crazy one. We have one that is mentally not there. All bums are like that. What are yeah, we talking about? That, well, that yeah, but I think she's just mentally not capable of what you're saying. Oh, the drive. She doesn't know. Uh, that doesn't. You don't got to be mentally capable to have the drive to pursue stuff. Well, she apparently couldn't do it. She couldn't cut it. Like, we're talking about a fictional character, and we we're are, going way too but deep we into have, that. We have to give context of how all characters mimic. I believe it. I'm okay, not. Well, all characters mimic reality to a degree. And th- th- in that part, there's too much of a drop where she wouldn't continue to pursue this idea, especially given the opportunity when nobody was telling her no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. The second time around, nobody would be telling her no. I don't find it hard to. And believe. she'd be older. She'd have more knowledge. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I, but I'm, that would be even worse because she would be older, and Hollywood's, you know, yeah. for younger people. It doesn't so she, mean delusion doesn't carry on. It, but it does mean that there would be nobody scouting for her at that point because yeah, she, she would be past. So she would go the out age. and pursue it. That's the. Uh, I go, think the, she's, the, the point I'm going at is that by that well, time. By, by the time of 1912 to 1940, movies boomed. So it'd be more of a drive for her to want to get into that. Well, even if they did, though, who's going to hire her? Or even yeah. a, even even attempt to hire her at that point. She's well, just, she's way past her prime. Like the first time she shows up, they'd be like, "Out, yeah." Next, you know. But how like many they're, delusional they're, people are that are older that still push and push? I could see it would make more sense to me that when her husband left the second time. She would leave and try to go to Hollywood. Okay, so she specifically says in her monologues multiple times, actually, that she has accepted that there's something fucking wrong with her. She's aware of it. She's self-fucking-aware that she's got a problem. She's crazy. And if she goes out, yes, there we go. You're getting it now. And she knows that if she goes out and tries and but, she fails, she's going to try to murder somebody. But that's How my likely point. is she going to get away with murder out there versus on her own when farm? When you're so crazy and delusional, that's irrelevant. You're going to push for what you want. That's the reason that she did all the stuff she did. It's because in her own mind, she's so delusional, she doesn't realize how reprehensible that stuff is. Yeah, but she also realizes. No, she doesn't. That's she, I'm making the point that when you're that crazy, you don't realize. Well, she apparently is a self-aware crazy person because she knows what's up. She physically says it. I, and I, even if you, I'm just saying, if you take the assumption, let, let's make the assumption she did leave the farm while you know Harold's gone during World War Two. 
she's she's out and then she's you know and, and she goes out and she tries to you know make it big again like she's got you know like a second wave of i'm gonna do this you know like i, I know what i messed up the first time yeah uh you know she i don't think she would have del- i don't get the from her character that she would have traveled straight to hollywood yeah. without somebody around telling her because she could have left at any moment in time in this movie Yes, she was using her father and Emma's excuse, but she was relying on the projectionist to be the one to drag her away from her town. So That's true. Let me give an example know. then. Okay, you can jump on TikTok right now and see the amount of delusional women that think they're going to make it. On and instead giant... of going out and doing something, they stay at home in front of the camera in the safety of their parents' house. Because they don't. Because modern technology puts you in a position where you don't have to go out and pursue it. Exactly. But back then, that wasn't the option, so you had to. So if you can see on today in real world terms how delusional people get that aren't crazy in the head about where what they're going to get and stuff like that, what happens when you're crazy and you get to ignore all the outliers telling you not to do it? I'm not. That's fine. But, but what I'm saying is, let, let's just say that she left, left Texas, went all the way to Hollywood. There's plenty of years for that war. She gets out there. The farm goes to shit while she's gone. Might be explaining why it looks so bad. Yeah. Whenever, you know, we get to it next. And she and, and it just doesn't make it. She's like all those delusional, uh, you know, women from the Midwest that, you know, maybe are eight or a nine, you know, in their Midwestern town, get out to Hollywood maybe a five at best and they can't break into anything. So they're like waitressing, they're doing this, that, or the other. She's just like, you know, at some point she's got to accept, I'm not going to make it, you know? Yeah. If it's a young woman's game, I'm past my prime. I missed my, you know, one shot, you know, uh, and that makes it even worse when she comes back to the farm. Cause now she's very bitter about the whole entire thing. And, and, that, get, and, and that would be awesome. If they had made a movie in the middle that broke that part down. Because you could almost make a middle movie because now there's enough information to really do, to round out her story arc all the way. You know what the funny thing is? Maxine's all about Maxine going to Hollywood. Oh. It really is. It's it's set in the 80s, and she's a big porn star out in Hollywood at this she's point. She's clearly so. a reincarnation of fucking Pearl, so. <laughs> but that's my it's, whole it's, point is <laughs> dreams don't die. They smolder, and under the right conditions, they'll reignite. Well, in this case, they reignited in Maxine. I know, but I'm just saying there's there's a huge Okay, well, plot. we can't just keep sticking to this. We kind of got to move forward I, on the podcast. I, I just find it an interesting topic. Okay. But it, it, I do agree there's a chance that, that could have happened, but like, uh, but at some point she came back to the farm because she realized that it's not going to work out for her whatsoever. Yeah. Even if, you know, Harold was gone, he didn't, we wasn't there to restrain her. I, I agree with that por- portion of it at least. Um. Music-wise, uh, I like the music in this. It harkens back to the uh, to the old, you know, movies that it's supposed to be representing. You got that orchestra, big sweeping, you know, music or whatever. Um, it, it it fits the time period they're trying to make it into. I like the – there's a little – this is a visual thing, too, the little swipes they do, like whenever they show, like, the pearl, you know, like, name across the screen oh, and yeah. swipes away that's like an old-timey thing they don't do that anymore it usually just disappears this one goes it wipes from one side to the other you know so the music was uh, pretty much the music that's playing in her head 24 7 yeah it's because she's living in a, in a yeah. hollywood production yeah 
which probably explains why the movie looks the way it does too. It's it's again, it's from her perspective. So I mean, everything's all bright and shiny, even though it's literally. I mean, maybe the pig was like the only thing from the real world that was filtering through. You know, at that point, yeah. you know, the rot. You know, uh, anything else we want to cover before we get in the trivia on this one? Um, no, because at the end, I'm pretty sure we'll give our final thoughts and everything yeah yeah okay so uh pearl's climactic monologue goes for seven minutes 57 seconds consists of 17 shots and the last shot goes for five minutes and 36 seconds jesus and she would not shut the fuck up i know talk about (laughs) beating a dead horse was like oh my god and the grace that mitzi showed she that's good acting right there too because she held her grace i think she showed it so well uh, when she could have just been like, I got to fucking go. Well, that and the look. It's yeah. the look she gives whenever it actually cuts back to her, and she's just like, okay, I, I got to leave. Yeah. That, that's fine. Uh, I won't tell anybody that this is fine. I'm, I'm just getting out of here, you know. She had a good poker face, I thought. <laughs> I don't know why the moment she got up and got to the door, the shoes didn't come off, and she didn't fucking full on sprint. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, back then... Say what you want. People were more used to violence back then. So you'd have more of a triggering response, in my opinion. And for her to be nonchalant about the craziness she just ran across, that didn't make any sense to me. I think she thought she could get out of it by playing the nice person. Um, Mitzi had no and, fight or flight. Which and, and Here's the one thing I, I'll argue in both defense and argument, to give what you're saying there. I agree entirely with what you're saying, Noah. But I think at first she was playing, she's playing the slow walk because she knew the minute she started to give a little bit of, you know, in, you know, uh, inference to, uh, to, you know, Pearl that she was not accepting anything she said as being what a sane person would say. Uh, that was the moment Pearl was going to freak out and come after her. So she was trying at first, the first part of it was her trying to slow walk out of there so that it looked like she was fine with everything that was just said. The minute that Pearl got the axe, I don't know why she didn't start running. Like, no, yeah. Sprint. That was fucking, that was. That. But if you just think about the 1912s, I mean, the propensity of violence for the average person was through the roof. So you, you've seen violence way more than the average person did by today's standards. Did did Mitzi, though? Like, Mitzi, Mitzi grew up She's privileged. kind of sheltered, yeah. Even then, back then when you were sheltered, when you went to school, did they not beat your ass at school? Mitzi was probably homeschooled. Yeah, that was a thing, Noah. I understand yeah, it, that, but I got a feeling. Okay, anyways, I'll leave that opinion to myself then. I, I, the only thing that I can think of, and that's the reason I agree with Urena about this, is that I feel like uh, the the most of the violence that that somebody in her position would have seen on a regular basis would have been like maybe the slaughtering of hogs or something like that on the farm. Yeah, but even then, if she was rich enough she was removed from it. They had farmhands that were doing all that stuff for them. Yeah, so, I that's mean, true. You know, Not that, but I got it. My big thing is I got a feeling that if you grew up in the rural area like that, I, I got a feeling your parents probably beat your ass. Mm, they, well, they probably did to a certain extent. Cause you know, spoil the, you know, if those the parents rod, raised the, the child, kids, you know, I, but back in the, in the 1912s, I got a feeling it's not like she was rich from a rich city. She's still rural with money, but I got a parent, her parents. I got a, I got a feeling her parents didn't put up with that shit back then. 
I don't know. But maybe I'm reading also, it wrong. Also, being rural like that and removed from that sort of thing, how often would they – like now we've got TV and we've got plenty of documentaries on Netflix about serial killers. Like how would they have known much about that sort of thing back then? Like it was even – I mean like you look at H.H. Like Holmes and that son of a bitch got away with that for years because everybody was like, what the fuck's this? Or we've never heard of somebody who ritualistically just keeps killing one person after the next, you know? Like that's kind of – I mean – the, you know, they didn't have the, the, I mean, they had the movies there, but Mitzi never even struck me as somebody who even got out and went to the movies because that was Pearl's thing. The moving you know, pictures. Like, um, yeah. I got a question about Mitzi for both of you. Do you think she won the role? Yes. Yeah, she won it. She didn't want to tell Pearl because she knew, because Pearl kept saying, I have to get this. Yes, and, she's and like, they wanted an all-American blonde girl. Well, I, I got yeah. a feeling, too, Mitzi went to the movie theaters as much as Pearl. If Mitzi was that hardcore into the dance thing, too. Yeah. And well, TVs that's the, weren't that's a the, thing. That's the thing, though, that the, they don't really, I mean, I, I could see that. But in the movie, they almost play it like, and the reason Pearl is so bitter about it is that it, Mitzi kind of stumbled into it. Like, Mitzi didn't really care about any of that stuff. She's just like, oh, I'll try out this new thing, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and like, because of her looks and, and she didn't. She didn't have the prep work. She didn't have the desire for it. She didn't, you know, like go to the movies as much as Pearl. She just kind of stumbled into it. Whereas Pearl, like, spent her life dreaming about this stuff and like nothing, just because she had the wrong look about her, you know. And it's that's very Hollywood. I mean, that sort of shit happens. It's like uh, I don't know how many times we said this in the in the you know trivia of these shows where like the boyfriend of like whoever's going for a certain role will like show up on the set. And just because he or he or even the girlfriend, you know, depending upon the mixture has a certain look that they're looking for whenever the, the casting director, they're like, I want that person. Like, and they wouldn't even try out for the fucking role. They just have to be there with their spouse that, or their, you know, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend that day. Like they're not even like there for the job. They just get it because of, purely superficial looks, you know. I disagree. I think Mitzi didn't get the role. I think that because she, they made it look like she's supposed to get it. She's the all-American girl. And I think that no matter what Mitzi would have said, Pearl was going to think she got it because of what they told her. And she tells Mitzi, you know, and Mitzi's like, but I, I didn't. And then it gets to the point where Mitzi's kind of bearing down a little more. Like she's putting her foot down. Like I didn't. And then she switches up to, oh, yeah, I got it. And I hope you can come to one of the shows. Like, now she's like, if I don't fucking start playing this part, she's going to fucking kill me. I better just fucking no, say what she wants. I think she didn't want to rub it in her face. because she. Oh, I agree. I yeah. wouldn't have wanted to rub it in her face either. I know, but Mitzi was humble about stuff. She was. Yeah. She yeah. Was. yeah. No, no, no. That's I agree with that. It's funny, but I real I genuinely didn't think that she had gotten it and fucking Pearl's like, You got it. Like, you know, and she's like, Okay, yeah, I got I got it. Yeah, you're right. I it was me. I, I could see it both ways. I mean, she yeah. could be doing it to appease Pearl because somebody had to have got it out of the two of them. But at the same time, I agree with Noah. To me, it seemed more like Mitzi was trying to be humble. She knew Pearl was hurt about it. Oh, yeah. And she was, she was and trying And she knew Pearl to... was batshit crazy at this point, too. Well, even before the batshit crazy, she was holding it from Pearl because she knew it was a sore topic. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, fucking how could she tell? Pearl out in the back fucking screaming her fucking head off? Probably could hear the screaming the entire time she was winning that role. The realization of killing her parents made no change in the outcome. Sunk in. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah. 
it's uh it's it's interesting to think about there's a lot of ways you can play that depending upon how you view it in the movie Pearl's gonna be so lonely in the bath now without her dad watching her do we want to discuss this that you keep bringing it up i mean it's kind of <laughs> creepy i mean it's really weird like i mean it's it probably wasn't back in the day, but like at the same time, like she made it a point, like she wouldn't even turn her dad in the other direction. No. And even the mom came out what almost every time to pull the dad away. Yeah. She was like, you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you in here? And Pearl's like, I just wanted to get in here because the water was still hot. Yeah. You know, or still warm. Yeah. Even and the mom like, was like, what the fuck is happening here? It's like, remove your daddy from the situation. Get him out of here. You know? Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Tandy Wright, who plays Pearl's mother, was the intimacy director on X. So the woman was basically the one making sure that the sex scenes <laughs> were okay between the actors and actresses on X and was offered the role of Ruth uh, as the shoot on the first film was wrapping up. According to Ty West, she learned German for the role in a hurry and became so convincing in her accent that she fooled two German members of the crew. Wow. With, with how good it was. Or were they German like Noah, or were they German like German German? It, the way it insinuated it was like they were German German. Because like Noah they, does a know. good German accent, but I think he could have been fooled that this lady was German. What did you think, babe? Did you think she was the real deal, or did you think she was just acting? I thought she was acting. I mean, it's... I mean, yeah, anybody can act and have a good accent, but I thought she was German. Well, that's the whole idea of an actor, is to convince you of who they are. That's sure. why when uh, actors say stuff on TV, I was like, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the actress actually has like a British accent, which Mia uh, uh, Goth ha has one too. Like if you ever hear her talking, it's, I mean, her accent's very like squeaky, like, you know, very uh, shy British, you know, accents, what Mia Goth has. You know what? Speaks. Here's a question for that, because you know what doesn't make sense to me is how many British actors... Do American roles? Uh, quite a, a bit. How many American actors do British roles? Uh, hardly any because the, the British uh, in their movies uh, specifically only cast the same like 15 British actors and they don't allow <laughs> anybody from outside to come in and do any of the roles. But I, I got a feeling that the British actors would be offended if American pretended to be British, but yet there's tons of British actors that pretend to be Americans. I'll, there's there's so many of them. If you look at, I mean, and they're usually southern roles too that they're getting. Like, I mean, it's always like a southern accent that a lot of these uh, uh, Star Wars know, movie actors think of John, um, uh, what's his name, Boya. Uh, Boyega, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's British. He he nailed the the human. Uh, I mean, the English version or the American. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, in a lot of the media that I've seen, it's they usually, because, like, Daniel Craig, like, I yeah. mean, he's, he's, like, it's usually Southern roles that he's, like, you know, the characters that he's played, like, since he's started, like, doing his, you know, American accent, as it were. But it's um, weird. I, I got a feeling that the British, the British public wouldn't accept it well if an American pretended to be British. It, it, almost, they, has, it almost has a lot about their culture to a degree, too. It, it does, and actually, there's uh, they they've went on record several times. I mean, we're I don't know if that says anything about us that we're too forgiving or we're too naive. Like when we hear like you know uh, British actors, unless it's very egregious, like you know when they're I mean when they're doing like Appalachian accents, it's always <laughs> bad because they they can never get them right. But like they can get the Deep South okay for the most part. 
but like whenever they're just doing a standard like American accent, they sound well enough. Nobody cares. But the minute that a, an American actor starts doing a British accent movie, uh, I, if you get on any kind of forums, like the Brits are always throwing yeah. it. It's like that. That's not the accent they. That's would have not had what we from, sound like. You know. That's what you, you know, sound like that. to us. Yeah, it's like the one particular part of like Britain that that person's supposed to be from. It's like nope, they wouldn't have that accent. It's because. Yeah. There's so many like little minor accents they have in their country that they're very hypercritical. Like, and I mean, we but have a so bunch does of, the uh, U.S. The U.S. has think a, a more diverse amount of different accents because it changes from state to state, and there's fifty. Uh, oh, does, I, I, I agree with you, but like, there's a standard like Midwestern accent that is like you know used by so many people that we just like just give it a pass. Well, on a lot I, of there's cases. there's one in particular I'm thinking like remember when Brad Pitt played in um, Snitch. Uh, yeah, the Dags. Yeah, but he caught so much shit for him doing that accent. He caught a ton of shit. What about Johnny Depp? Did Johnny Depp have a British accent? And Johnny Depp, Johnny Jeff. Depp is weird. He's ambiguous as fuck. I can't tell if he's natural European or American. No, he's from he's from Kentucky of all things, from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. He's yeah. he he has got, but he's got the most like milk toast, like Midwestern accent like or used to and like i don't know what happened to him he pulled the madonna thing where he spent years in in europe and now he speaks with a british accent i don't understand it i don't know but he he's not from europe but he speaks with a british accent now for some reason i think that's a good well then he's wait he had a wife that was from there wasn't she uh, i think french maybe like oh point, okay like, i thought they yeah. lived out there though that's french probably sounds more like johnny depp Something about UK doesn't sound like Johnny Depp material, but a French whore. Like, that sounds like it's right up. Oh, my God. Especially this is back in the day when he was trashing hotel rooms and going on coke vendors. That seems more in line with, like, a French woman for some reason in my head. I just, I, I don't, uh, he's the weirdest person. Like, I don't understand where he gets that accent from. And it's, uh, I mean, it's funny. I mean, George Clooney's from the same part of Kentucky, I mean, originally born. And I don't know if you all, have, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, hell like yeah. the accent, Love that movie. the accent he uses in that movie is very good. But he said that he he actually had to go back to his uncle who was living in Kentucky and listen to him long enough to pick the accent back up. To be oh able to my do god, it in the movie. that's hella funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to spend some time with me? <laughs> Y'all too. <laughs> I just don't. I, I, but I don't know where Johnny Depp. He he. It was around the time that he was hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson that he started affecting this British accent. And Hunter S. Thompson never spoke with an accent like that. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson has, you know, lived in Louisville for most of his life and you know, that's where he died at. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't get it. He's just method acting every day. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh he walks god. out there, he puts on this accent and everybody's like, Oh my god, you're so cultured, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Uh, Ty West and Mia Goth collaborated on the script via FaceTime during a mandatory two-week quarantine due to the COVID-19 pandemic in New Zealand prior to filming X. Uh, they had only hoped A24 would agree uh, to make the film. Fortunately, the project was greenlit before filming began on X, so Pearl was greenlit before X ever even started filming. Wow. Oh. That's pretty crazy. Uh, according to Ty West, the homeowners of the house that the film set in enjoyed the makeover of the house and barn uh, that production gave them so much that they uh, presumably have not changed it. Uh, Which makeover? The pretty makeover? No, or- it, it looked like it didn't X. It, that's how it started. That's how they. That's what it looked like whenever they got there. Uh-huh. They 
they made it to look like Pearl after that. Okay. And then they were going to change it back. And then like the family got there and they're like, no, no, leave this. This is nice. You okay. Know? <laughs> That's so funny. Free work on their house. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't accept that? I mean, that's, that's way better. Uh, according to Ty West, uh, I read that the pornography, uh, pornographic film shown to Pearl is a is a free ride from 1915, a real vintage stag film. Uh, so that wasn't made up for the movie. That was actually a real porn film from 1915. Well, technically, it's not the correct year because the movie took place in 1912, and how was the movie made in 1915? No, God. It no it, it takes place in 1918. <laughs> oh, so oh, I thought it was 1912. Okay, my yeah. bad. That makes more sense now. It's chronologically uh, the, correct. Uh, the film's production is the subject of some debate. Uh, it surfaced in the 1970s. It was at one point sold by a shady dist- uh, dist- distributor uh, as a hardcore D.W. Griffith from 1915, while silent film historian Kevin Brownlow has posited that it was made in the early 1920s. So it could be technically uh, a movie that came after when Pearl should have been made, but whatever, it looks old enough. We'll go with yeah. it. I mean, I was watching it and I was thinking, it made me think of the comedian that was like, sex must have stunk so bad back in the day <laughs> because they are literally rolling in the dirt. Like one lady pushes over the lady, her fucking bush rolls over into the fucking dirt. She's laying bush down in the fucking dirt in the bush, literally. Uh, and then the dude goes and starts doggy styling her. And I'm thinking, how about well, this? When, when when was indoor plumbing popular popularized? It was way after all this stuff. I mean, it was. I mean, you're talking at least 1920s plus after that. I think before it became it really started catching on, and it didn't even really catch on so in rural America until like 1980s. Family, so if her family's broke, 1840s. Yeah, 1840s. Yes. Yeah, but that was probably in major cities. That, in yeah, 1940, was, nearly half of the houses lacked hot pipe water. So, okay, later. But I'm making the point, though, if she, if so her family's already on hard times, and yeah. we don't know how long the hard times have been for her, how in the hell do they have that tub that big oh, yeah, upstairs? With hot water. Well, the hot water could have been a situation where they heated it yeah, and like brought it in true. there, because that's what they did even... Like here, I mean, my grandparents didn't have running water for whenever I was a kid. But I'm, I'm just like making it. the point, though. Wouldn't it be more reasonable to think that the tub was downstairs? Yeah, that does. Um, But did, okay, so I guess what they did back in the day is there was, back in the day there was allegedly like stoves of sorts where they could heat water right there on the spot in that the back tub. That or they or would have like a, uh, they would have a, a fireplace basically in the same room as the you know if yeah. you were if yeah. you were richer they i agree with noah though room. it doesn't make sense where the tub is at and not doesn't it, to get to that, but they don't have a man around the house so who's trigging the water up there she is well no they still have cold water they had running water it's just hot what? running water wasn't but the, didn't she make the comment too she said i wanted to use up the warm water yeah but you still had to fill up like half with with cold so water. if he's been at a commission his her mom's doing all the work around the house she's not really doing shit do you really think she's heating up i'm water? thinking she's heating it up in the bathroom but they don't show everything so. how water from the tub i'm just saying if she's right not there. pulling her, her fucking weight around the house yeah this kind of gets a little mom weird. probably fucking did it all because then she bathed her dad and was like oh i want to jump in the hot water what? with my dad watching 
I would say in that situation, that might be the one thing that Pearl actually did. Like her mom heated yeah. water, but then like Pearl was like, okay, I'll take it up there because Pearl got a hot bath out of it. Okay. So yeah. okay. Like that, you know. How about this? When was that house built that, that was in that movie? Yeah. I'm kind of curious what that is. Because I got a feeling it's more modern than what the movie Oh, that probably is. Probably yeah. More modern. Yeah. They didn't like really focus on the design of because I don't imagine like a house that looked like that was built back in that time period. They would have been probably closer to, you know, like a ranch style house or something if they were building, you know, uh, like more one floor, but like spread out as opposed to like two, two stories back in that day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, too, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think of it like you're kind of a poorer family. The house is huge. And you have indoor plumbing? Yeah, I I don't know. Well, I don't know if they ever specified they had in, indoor plumbing. Like, I don't I don't know if she was having to, because I don't know if they ever, did they ever show the water being run out of the sink? Did, uh, I don't remember. I thought they did. I thought they did. Yeah, 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 because she had to, no, wait, maybe this was the second film. You, you might blood. be thinking about X because yeah. they had lots of amenities in X, you know, that were Yeah, modern. I don't know. I also now if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about that the when was the house built blah blah what kind of stuff uh, that was a really 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 big house for a poor family to own and, it was yes and I know that and there's no telling we don't know anything about the family so we really can't go back and be like maybe they became poor farmers because they migrated they probably had money to do it they got lucky with this house and then maybe hard times hit well especially hard times hit after the dad wasn't able to do his fucking you know what he's supposed to do be a man <laughs> i can't i can't hear that with the things those TikTok. yeah be there a man one, there, there, there's a this tangent but i heard one recently it was great it was like if you want to take a nap while you're at work uh sleep at the bottom of a uh, ladder and then whenever your foreman comes in tell him that you fell earlier yeah be a man be a man <laughs> so yeah i mean uh, they probably were okay they probably worked their asses off to be in America, get that house, and then fucking the dad decided to be a bum. And I'm just saying, to, to me, it would have made more sense after a year of them taking care of their dad, they would have started washing him downstairs. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Oh, but, yeah. That, they would have, uh, it would have made way more sense that they would have had, like, a, if nothing else, had him, uh, like, just what poor families had back in the day, just like a, a metal wash tub that they set in the floor. Because that's, that's what my grandparents literally had to wash in. Burned his ass with tub. fucking too much hot water on it. <laughs> just give him some morphine. Ugh. Uh, let's see. Pearl's alligator is named Theta after Theta Barra, who was an American silent oh, film yeah. actress and one of the cinema's earliest sex symbols. And there's not uh, a lot of fucking like video proof anymore of her. Like all her shit got burned. <laughs> Most of it anyways. Burned her ass in a metal wash tub. Um, Viewers may notice a poster of Theta Barra and is displayed on the exterior of the picture house that Pearl regularly frequents. So there you go. That's where the Theta came from. Theta Barra. She was the uh, she was the uh, the image that is on the Lumineers uh, album for Ophelia, um, which I was like, I, I feel like I recognize this woman. And then someone did a podcast on her and her fucking naughty girl ways, which, by the way, she claims to be like an Egyptian type. Actress, she's she's a fucking white girl. <laughs> Egyptian as fuck. Who, who's the girl that played Cleopatra? Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. With, who was it? With Charleston Heston, I think. 
Oh, uh, oh shit. Um, on, um, I'm, it's right here. Where the fuck? That was back when you can just be an actor and everything. Elizabeth except, Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, though, Egyptians do say that Cleopatra had way more Greek, uh, you know, blood in her than like she did any kind of sub, you know, Saharan African or anything like that. And so, they probably liked her lighter skin. Just saying. The heart you know. wants what it wants. Really? That's that was a whole thing that came out recently. Um, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith did that that Netflix, or she was producer on that Netflix series or Cleopatra and like it caused this big stink. Like uh, a lot of Egyptians were like uh, boycotting it and threatening to sue Netflix. Cause they said it was a gross, uh, you know, misrepresentation of the character or the actual person because they depicted her as being like this Nubian princess. And they said, that is not what Cleopatra was. She was very white, you know, and they, they were going to, I mean, they were ready to sue over it. Like it was a big thing. Yeah, Cleopatra was in some spear Chucky Moon Cricket. What are you doing? <laughs> How cute, Theta. Uh, this movie was secretly filmed simultaneously with X. Um, Pearl serves as the film's prequel, showing the title character's early life in 1918, decades before the events of X, which took place in 1979. Uh, to prepare for the tone of this movie, director and co-writer Ty West suggested that Mia Goth watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and The Wizard of Oz as the inspirations. Okay. Makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, Raina was saying that. Raina was saying it last night when we were watching it. She's like, it has a lot of like Wizard of Oz undertone type things, riding the bike and stuff like that. Oh, it, for sure. Yeah. The, the, whatever happened to baby Jane's not as obvious, but whenever you realize like the relationship between Ruth and Pearl, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, originally meant to be filmed in black and white, uh, a 24 were against it. So it was made in extremely vivid color. Technicolor. Uh, Mia claims that, Mia Goth claims another reason for the switch from black and white to bright colors was that the team felt like films being made in that way had become its own thing, and she and Ty West wanted to do something different, meaning that there's a lot more black and white movies now than there used to be for, you know. Oh, just, yeah. And so they wanted to stand out, so they went to Technicolor, you know, to make it look a little bit different. Uh, first screenwriting and producing credits for lead actress uh, Mia Goth. And she uh, likes, I was telling Noah, she likes to put herself in films that involve her being nude and, and performing all kinds of sexual activities. Because she's a whore. Tell me about it. She <laughs> broke, she, I know she broke it, up the marriage or the, uh, she, Shia LaBeouf was engaged to this chick before he met Mia Goth. And they were on that film Nymphomaniac. And allegedly on that film, they were actually having sex. She sucked the soul out of him. Uh, yeah. And like. I think in a way, now his fucking fiance was devastated at the time. Like she was out and fucking like they got into a huge fight over it in public. There's all kinds of fucking pictures of it. She was fucking devastated over this film because she knew he was like, oh, I'm not cheating on you. I'm, I'm having sex with her for the film. I'm making art. Exactly. And <laughs> I think in a way on, it's different. <laughs> she saved Mia Goth saved that poor girl. From a lifetime of dealing with the weirdness of Shia LaBeouf. Like, they deserve each other. They're both fucking weird. They're both fucking psycho. And if it worked for them, go ahead. But that girl, I don't think she could have handled what kind of weirdo fucking Shia LaBeouf is. I, it's funny because you are right. Infinity Pool, like, there's big, long scenes of her just fucking, like, in uh, dudes, ladies, like, big orgy scenes all throughout that movie. And it's just like, all right, if that's what you're into. Um 
I'm going to give a shout out to Cody. Uh, like he mentioned to me one time, and it stuck with me that me that he heard that Mia Goth sold her, her eyebrows to the devil, <laughs> and you know, in order to become famous. Oh, she has no fucking eyebrows. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, a teaser for the sequel to X was shown at the end credits in some territories uh, and it, for the movie Maxine, that's M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E. Oh, God. Uh, the sequel will be set in the 80s. Um, they did a similar thing in X. That'll be in the trivia, too. But yeah. they set up Pearl by doing the same thing. Uh, the screenplay spawned from uh, Mia Goth and Ty West uh, doing character prep for the older version of Pearl Scene in X, which had become a full-length script at that point. So basically they were going over Pearl, like her motivation, and then they were talking about it, and it's like, well, there's more of a story here. And then, like, he handed that over to her, and he, he basically said, what do you think Pearl would, you know, been like? And it's kind of out of her mind, like, all that stuff came from. Yeah. Um, let's see. The production team... Had around, and of course, this movie, uh, the prequel, was at the end of X. And some, I, I remember seeing, I mean, in our showings of the movie, X and Pearl, we saw the tra- teaser trailers for the other movies that's in the uh, the trilogy. Uh, the production team had around 50 swatches of red in order to get the bright color of the barn perfect. That's, that's a lot of yeah. just going through colors. Uh, due to various bootleg clips of the film surfacing online, A24 had taken it upon themselves to simply post these short clips on their TikTok account. Most notably, Pearl's argument with the projectionist and Pearl Welling, I'm a star, upon rejection at the audition. So there you go. That's the reason it was on yeah. TikTok. It was just being bootlegged so much. They're like, all right, here you go. Uh, online fans of the film uh, often lovingly call it Joker for girls because of how many of the female fans find Pearl relatable. Uh, similarly to how male fans of the 2019 film relate to the titular character in the Joker movie. Mm, okay. It's kind of bad if you relate to these characters. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, there are several callbacks to the first film, X. Two were in the audition scene where, she, like I said, she stands on the X, and then they say that they're looking somebody with the X Factor, um, which is how uh, Wayne described Maxine in X on more than one occasion. Finally, when the projectionist was explaining the stag film industry, Pearlie said that he planned on capitalizing early, which was a theme discussed in X between Wayne and RJ several times. Something I didn't bring up all ago that just now reminded me. Do you think there's any relation between the fact that the, or this means anything that Wayne was killed with a pitchfork uh, in the barn and the projectionist was, you know, pissed Maxine off and she got the pitchfork and killed him? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any link there, but I don't know. It's like, I wonder if she was like sexually aroused by Wayne and like, it was like she was doing to him what she did to projectionists like years later. I don't know if that's, you know, if there's any link there. Maybe. And technically if they're, they have similarities in their characters only, you know, decades apart, it's kind of well, cool. true. They're, they're, they're basically both wanting to get in the porn industry. Mm-hmm. So there's that link too between them. Yeah. I, I, th- I think so. Kind of interesting. It's um, art. <laughs> as long with as the release of the, <laughs> with the release of the first publicity poster, it was announced that West would once again serve as film editor alongside his other production roles. Uh, that Elliot Rocket would return as cinematographer, and that Tyler Bates and Tim Williams would serve as co-composers of the film score. Uh, Pearl's deranged smile that carries on through the end credits was unplanned, with Ty West refusing to call a cut and let the emotions play out. Mia's goth smile becomes more strained. A tear falls down her face, and she even does an impatient head shake as she waits for him to call cut. 
this lasts for one minute and 51 seconds. Nothing her hold, holding that face. Cheese. Uncomfortably long. Uh, Pearl's dress and bike resemble that of Miss uh, Almira Gulch from The Wizard of Oz when she <laughs> yep. sneaks out to the movie house. Uh, Pearl tends to hush those she kills as she did with Mitzi and the Scarecrow, who she saw as a projectionist and ultimately killed. In X, this is mirrored when Maxine hushes Pearl just before running over her head with a pickup truck, yeah. linking the two characters together. Death Holler Awards. Final girl, there isn't one. This is all about the killer, folks. I would argue and say that the alligator, Theta, is a final girl. Uh, she's best side character, ma'am. Okay. She's not a final girl. All right. <laughs> uh, what about Pearl as a slasher? I feel like you get more of the slashing stuff in the new movie, but like you do get it with the axe at the end, at least. She's decent. I mean, the pitchfork. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, the the taking the taking out her mom's fucking flames with boiling hot water. That was top notch. That was Chef's kiss. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. And and she's not the only slasher in the movies to to basically hold something over somebody's head and and smother them to death because I mean that goes all the way back to Black Christmas and how yeah. the first character dies in that movie. Exactly. So a uh, pretty decent. Uh, best kill to me, it's the axe to the sister in law, just because we also get the fun scene where her parts are being chopped up and thrown mm-hmm. the theta. Yep. Uh, but I will say that the uh, hot corn water being thrown onto the <sighs> to her mother is uh right up there yeah uh best scream i don't know pearl i guess like there uh, there's not a lot of screaming in this I and it's not really a scream yeah it's that kind of scream it's yeah. not like of being scared and then, Mitzi doesn't even scream doesn't her mom scream i thought when she catches uh, her on fire and throws the water on her yeah, she kind of yeah, yeah. she kind of does I think so yeah. That, it happens so fast her. though, like she literally started with a little flame on the back of her dress, and then like literally a second later, her entire dress is on fire, which is accurate because back in the day they didn't have the materials that were like specifically like retardant, yeah, Flame retardant, yeah. So they fucking literally went up in flames like that, and this woman's got to be covered in oil and soot and everything from fucking working on the farm. Yeah, I didn't see her take one bath. <laughs> she's she out chopping wood she, what didn't the have, fuck? That, she didn't have to have sex so she didn't have to worry about what that fine vagina smelled like that goes back to a previous conversation you all were having do you know how nasty it would have been to been in a brothel back in the Ugh. days like when they didn't take baths and Wash you were like the fourth, the fourth or fifth guy who had been hopping on this thing you know this woman like the sheets mm-hmm. had to just you know they weren't spending money on housekeeping oh, no, not at all you walk in all kinds just... of vd hey you didn't have to lube up though because the previous guy semen was in there so you know Ugh. yeah it was just oozing out Ugh. 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 <laughs> uh and the best scream is not going to be in this movie anyways yeah the best scream i have heard in a movie that we've covered this season is in x and we'll get to that when we cover that movie <laughs> uh best boobs is anybody show? I mean, Mia shows her tits and eggs, but no. I don't know. I don't think Pearl does. In um, this one. I had mentioned to Noah that Mitzi was not dressed properly for the times because she had cleavage showing. That was not even for rich girls. That was not a thing. That is true. That is true. Uh, so she had the cleave showing. So that's the best we're going to get of the boobs. I mean, <clears> you can kind of see some side boob from Pearl when she's in the tub, but that's about it. Yeah. Other than that, it's the cow that Mia's fucking milking. So. <laughs> Uh, best monologue. Uh, do you do you? Uh, what do you think? Is it Ruth or is it uh, Pearl? 
because they both have long monologues in this movie. Pearl's got too long. It was like too long didn't read, so I'm going to go with Ruth. Yeah, somebody should have played the wrap it up box. Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> I'm going to be to the center. I'm going to say uh, me, or I'm going to say Pearl's because it's just, I mean, it, it's what everybody talked about when this movie came out was yeah. that long monologue at the end it of it. It definitely, well, okay, so it, it, it tells who she is. And granted, in a monotone way, and that's totally fine. It, it, it's powerful, but I really feel like the emotion came through on Ruth. Yeah, it does. I mean, Ruth was way more passionate about it, but that also speaks to Pearl, too. It's like she's reciting all this terrible shit that she feels, yeah. but she's totally disconnected from it emotionally, which is what a you know serial killer would be like. You know, yeah. uh, Best side character, Theta. Certified good girl. When bad animals actually really? only aren't, and she wasn't bad. She, she was, was a, just doing what she was told. Yeah, she's a certified good girl. She was an opportunistic hunter, meaning only when, you know, it's presented to her, and that's how it was. It wasn't just a, usually wasn't an accident except for an ex, but whatever. How much of a betrayal was it, though, that Pearl took one of her babies and just crushed her up for no reason? Yeah, like, that was That was, was kind of shitty. Like, why, well, how are you going to play me like that, you know? <laughs> Because she's a crazy person. <laughs> uh, I'm giving the Franklin Award just because I can to the Scarecrow. Fuck <laughs> that Scarecrow. <laughs> now, the Franklin Award, if you uh, haven't been following the podcast, babe, is Franklin from uh, what, uh, Texas, Texas, Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw, the, the, the slowpoke in the, in the wheelchair. The annoying the, ass. It's basically, yeah. So... You gotta get if we gotta have somebody annoying in the movie. I mean, you don't want to pick the main character, which I could see somebody making the argument that Pearl could be annoying. Oh, but I'm just, annoying. Uh, I just, I just want to give it to the Scarecrow just because uh, you gotta that Scarecrow. I mean, he he needs an award of some kind, and I don't know. I guess you could say best uh, best uh, dildo because uh, that's kind of what he was. Yeah. But see, the whatever. thing is, I, I didn't see Pearl as annoying. I just saw her as ambitious as fuck. She was trying to seize the opportunity, and everybody that got in her way got pushed down. I, d- I don't feel like she was annoying. I'm just saying I could see some people making that comment. Like, yeah, you know, I felt I, like she was annoying, 100%. <laughs> she just felt like a normal woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, How annoying is the Doom Prophet? The Doom Prophet's Ruth. She's the only person that recognizes the danger of Pearl. Yeah. Um, She's a bit much. She- she she could be, but like she's she's got reasons to be. She the way does. She, is. she does. She has. She is going through some shit. That's got to be so fucking hard. No support whatsoever. <laughs> and even spending if, money they don't have, drinking her dad's medicine, yeah, taking off and going watching movies. At, at that point, why are you keeping her around then? Because you need that. <gasps> if she needs the help. The daughter's not helping. I know, but even she, then. She now. does go out on occasion yeah. and, and oh, help the with mom. the animals in the barn. That's about That's it. That's true. And the mom doesn't want to go into town, so she does have to use her for that. Um, no, that, but it's as a parent, you don't want to see your kids. Like, if you understand your kids are self-destructive, you want to try to fucking get in front of it a little bit. Well, and that's that goes back to that's perfect. You said that because that goes back to what you already said, Urena. That one reason Ruth is the one person who sees mm-hmm. the danger inherent in Pearl. She's trying to keep her around because you know she don't want her that crazy to get out and hurt other people. At what point do you have to worry about your life, though? 
It's different back then. You like back then there wasn't all these options that you have now. Yeah. With everything back then is like money didn't go far. You didn't get a whole lot of it, and food was expensive, so you had to make do with what you had. Which reminds me, how were they making money? Uh, I think they were selling their agricultural that they had. Okay. Yeah, what little bit they had. Also, there's something in the movie that's mentioned by Ruth herself. Um, she's afraid of Pearl's craziness getting out there uh, and ruining what little reputation they've she They're one step removed, like you said, from the pitchforks. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So she, she knows that if Pearl's like crazy starts, you know, getting out there, then that's going to bring the whole town down on them because nobody wants them around anyways. Yeah. I mean, um, dumbest moment. I've already said it for me. It's Pearl forgetting that she just told projectionists that they had a dog. And then that's whenever he's like, oh, fuck, you're crazy. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good, that was a real good switch up for him. Like immediate off. I mean, I couldn't really think of another dumb moment because I mean, in the sense that like, no, uh, well, Mitzi not running. I guess that's, yeah. that's really dumb, but I mean, that's about the only other thing, you know, Mitzi, like I said, Mitzi didn't want to live. She was like, I'm telling you, she didn't win that role because she was like, fuck, this is my chance to get away from this boring ass family. All we do is sit around all day, eat delicious food. I don't get to do anything. I don't get to go anywhere. This is going to be my chance to get away. And she Uh, didn't get it. And then she's like, you know what? I just want to fucking die. I think you're reading people wrong. It's more the other way around. When you're in a shit position, you have to do all these things that you don't want to do, that you're more likely to be that ambitious. When when everything's kind of kosher and you just get to skirt around, you don't ever have that pressure. That's that's the other reason why I think Pearl hated Mitzi in that moment because she knew that Mitzi didn't have the desire whatsoever to become a dancer. It was just something yeah. she was doing on a weekend. And Mitzi you know? also didn't have the desire to live because she didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps it up for this episode. Join us for the next one for X. With that, peace be with you. And with your spirit. <laughs>